Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry What with Ashley Sleek. I am so excited to be talking to you all today because, I don't know, I'm in a mood. I am in this weird place where I feel super productive and like not productive at all. You know what I mean? So for example, I, you know, haven't been able to wake up on time and work out, but I have for the first time maybe in a very, very long time have purchased birthday presents on time. I just bought, I have two besties with birthdays in August and I already got their gifts and that seems, and and their birthdays are coming up by the way, but normally I'm like a, hey, I love you. It got lost in the mail kind of bullshit. And I'm saying this on my podcast because I think everybody who knows me knows and I'm I probably got your gift last minute it's not because I don't love you it's because I overthought it 16 times and like you know I just decided to spiral instead because what if you don't like it then you don't like me that's called anxiety so anyways I am really proud of myself because I have some gifts purchased ready to stink and go that doesn't mean they're going to ship in time per se but I didn't buy them after the birth date so it's a pretty pretty big day for me. Also, um, I just really think that it's rude that allergies are still a thing right now. Is anyone else with me on this BS? Because I'm just saying that we are in the middle of a fucking pandemic where literally so many symptoms could be coronavirus. Like, you know, it could be your your throat hurting, you know, pooping your brains out, which is not fun for me because I already do that. So, like, don't give me another reason to freak out. Uh, I have to keep reminding myself I have Crohn's or, you know, just sniffles, whatever. I don't know if sniffles are one of them, actually, so I can't remember. But it's just like similar allergy symptoms are also COVID symptoms. So, The fact that there are such bad allergies out there right now is not helping with the whole, um, you know, mental health psychoticness of myself. I'm really not enjoying that situation. So if we could please, I know that everyone likes to cancel things and I am not big on cancel culture, but what I do really like is the idea of canceling allergies for 2020. Like, I think we've been through enough. Okay. This weekend, I uh, was with Jimmy and I got drunk and I feel it important to tell you a little story about Smashly. So if you don't know, if you're new to the podcast or to my life or, you know, just haven't had the pleasure of experiencing Smashly, um, you know, there's different levels to her. I would say that Smashly's the fun version of Drunk Me. There's the mean version of Drunk Me, Tequila Katie, as an ode to Vanderpump Rules. We don't like to talk about her because I get too sad about things that I've done when I'm drunk and then I cry for seven days and we're just not really there yet. So let's not do that. But Smashly, on the other hand, she is just a ball of joy, fun. Uh, pre-Jimmy would, you know, just like to make out with people or hold their hands. Really, really fell in love with people in college. It was a very fun time. Anyways, so drunk me, she's she's a mess. So Jimmy, you know, being the loving, amazing boyfriend that he is, uh, you know, he decides to feed me when I'm 
drunk and all I wanted was McDonald's. And I really don't eat a lot of McDonald's. And this is not one of those things where I'm like, "Mm -hmm, I just don't eat fast food because it's bad for you. I don't eat fast food because it literally doesn't stay in my stomach. It is a full mouth to butthole trip. And I'm sorry for the graphic there, but I'm just letting you know that everybody poops. So it's okay to talk about it. And if I eat fast food, it is like coming out and it's not going to be fun. So only when drunk me who doesn't care about money or, you know, my illnesses or any of that fun shit, like that's when I get to get my Mickey D's on. So, so excited for McDonald's. So obviously I had to order everything on the menu, which is also a drunk move of mine. Uh, I am totally eating with my drunk mind and not my smart mind. So I ordered a small French fry, a double cheeseburger and chicken nuggies because I really never eat the chicken nuggies from from McDonald's, but Jimmy usually gets them and then I eat his. But when I heard him not order them, I was like, oh, OK, whatever. But now I'm telling you all this to say that Jimmy took me to food, not not because I just kindly asked. Uh, he took me to food because I growled at him like this. Cheeseburger. Yeah. Cheeseburger. Like growled about wanting slash needing this cheeseburger. So then what happened is as I'm growling cheeseburger in the line, we get out of the line and I didn't get my cheeseburger. No cheeseburger. <laughs> there was no cheeseburger. So I made him get back in the line as I growled more about the cheeseburger. And, you know, then he he gave it he he got me another cheeseburger because it, it went missing, which is, by the way, that's on McDonald's for not getting my food order correct. So like maybe there's a chance I ordered it like cheeseburger and that's why they didn't get it. But really unconfirmed on that one. So anyways, now the the trauma for Jimmy doesn't end there. Uh, He ordered a large fry, but I ordered a small fry, but he was driving and I was the passenger, obviously. And so, you know, I thought I could get away with maybe hiding his fry and just handing him the small and being like, well, they mess up on the cheeseburger, so they must have messed up on the fries. So I hand him, you know, the small fry while I am leaving the large fry in the bag, never pulling it out and exposing the fact that I, in fact, am eating his large fry. And the next morning, as he's kind of telling me about the cheeseburger situation, uh, he, you know might have brought up the fries I thought I was being so sly he's all yeah so uh you also ate my fries and you know I said yeah I remember that part I was just kind of thinking that you wouldn't notice and he's all yeah well considering you're eating fries for the entire duration of our trip home which you know the McDonald's was a little far yeah that would mean that you in fact had the large fry on you so I, I was super exposed and, you know, I just feel that it's important for people to just let Smashley live, like let her be her. It is not her fault that she was extra hungry. And you know what? Maybe I was like, hey, French fries aren't good for you. So I'm taking one for the team and eating more of them. So Jimmy doesn't eat more of them. So he's healthy and he lives longer. So technically, that was a selfless move. Okay, but who really cares what happened with my, you know, my weekend? Because Taylor Swift released a new album. That's pretty much all that matters at this point. So let's go into that because holy shit, did she just go, hi, 2020, heard you're having a rough time. Let me make an album for you to cry to 
while you're already crying over 2020. And I really appreciate it, to be honest, because I'm ready to wear my cardigan sweater, roll up into my burrito blanket, you know, drink a white claw with a straw so I don't have to move and, you know, just listen to this album for the rest of my life. I think that's really all I'm looking forward to right now. And I have to be honest, I can't fully get into my feelings or I I haven't fully processed my feelings and hear me out. This is not a diss. This is just real. Sometimes when albums are slower songs, like all of them are kind of are slower, which is, which is this. I don't know if I call it slow per se. Like it's not something you'd maybe dance to at your middle school dance. I don't know. Actually it could be, but it's slow enough where sometimes the songs kind of mash together and I don't know if she meant it to be that way though like the album is one long song but that's kind of where I'm at right now so I'm having a hard time I if you like you asked me what my favorite song is right now I don't really know I truly do love Cardigan watching listening that song while watching the video was really beautiful and I recommend it even if you're not a Taylor fan give it a try but I will say that I think this album was not for anyone but Taylor Swift and the true Swifties she wrote an album and she was like I don't give a shit about how you think I need to have a poppy ass song to make it on the charts or make it on radio which for me I'm a radio person so when I listen to an album I kind of listen for the song that I think is going to be the the next hit I like to listen and think oh what song are they going to put out like what song you know is gonna um is gonna be on the radio and blah 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 so I'm weird like that car like cardigan I'm sure will probably get some some radio play I don't know if it already is to be honest uh but I I just felt like she didn't give a shit about anyone's opinion on this album she's like I'm gonna effing storytell and I'm gonna like do what I want and I am not in the mood for anyone's opinion and that's my favorite version of Taylor like we got that in the reputation era but this is almost like you know the the attitude of doing what she wants to do of reputation with like the calmness of lover. I don't know. I just really am. I'm I'm into it. I think too, because I don't know about y'all, but there has been so much self-reflecting going on since we've been stuck in shelter in place. Right. I mean, I know I've talked about this a bunch of times here on the pod, but oh, I said on the pod, that's something I usually only say on Jillian I's podcast. Anyways. So it's it's weird because I think Taylor Swift, one of the appeals of her is that you constantly relate to her music, correct? Like you are with her in the teardrops on your guitar. No matter what age you turn on your birthday, you are turning 22 because I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. You know, it. everything's red. You're there. You feel it. So I think with this album... She's like, well, shit, I've been locked up in my house and all I have to do is reflect on every single move I've made up until this point. And then she makes this baller ass storytelling album. She's just like, yeah, here it is. And it's just another really great thing to relate to. I am so obsessed with reading theories about Taylor Swift's music. I think I would never I don't think I can really come up with any theories on my own. Like I'm not very groundbreaking in that way, but 
I love to read them because I read the album when I listened to the album the first thing I thought was her and Joe broke up there's no way like this is it this is a breakup album blah blah and then I also thought that maybe she was hashing some stuff out from her childhood with her parents divorce I kind of got like divorced parents vibes from that and uh not in a rude way because what I just said sounded rude but I mean I just mean in the way where she's kind of reflecting on these things that happened as her childhood growing up but then again, it could be that her and Joe didn't break up. And now she's kind of just since she's been sitting there, she's been thinking on all these past relationships or she could just be telling stories about things she made up in her head that aren't even true. She could be playing us all. I have no idea because there is a theory that I really love that her and Joe are actually like engaged and or married and uh, that this next song that's going to come out on the deluxe album is going to be the big announcement, which I would be very into I just want her to be happy you know what I mean and I I don't know about everyone else but I just didn't think her relationship with Harry Styles was very significant in my mind like there are a lot of times where her songs and his songs kind of get you know compared as if are they talking to each other and am I the only one who just didn't think that was a significant relationship in her life the way I saw it was kind of like it was this wannabe Britney and Justin moment, but it wasn't quite that for me. And don't hate me for that. But I just I didn't see this relationship as as that big of a deal, I guess, in my mind. Like the the relationships that stand out in my mind are like Calvin Harris. I'd even put that Tom guy in there just because it was funny. I thought when she dated Taylor Lautner, that was kind of a big deal. Joe Jonas, for sure was a big deal, even though, you know, he broke up with her via text or whatever. But I phone call my bad. Um, I don't know. I just I never saw their relationship as that being that significant in my mind. But I must have just kind of like crossed it out. But I think it's interesting because even they're talking in Cardigan, you know, in the music video, she's playing a piano in the water that's submerged. And Harry Styles is a music video where he's playing a piano at submerged. Harry Styles released his album I think around her birthday she released this album on One Direction 10 years which we will get to and I'm sorry what and you know I just I don't know I guess this relationship was a lot more significant than I thought I'm gonna grab my phone real quick I'm not I didn't obviously do my uh preparation right but I'm just gonna see how long they dated because I don't know um how long did Taylor and Harry Oops, I said Abd and Harry. Oh, date. Oops, I said fate. Wow, I don't even know if I'm going to cut this out because this is just you sitting in me. Okay, so Styles and Swift dated for a few months between the fall of 2012 and winter 2013. The two were famously photographed walking together in Central Park. Okay, so like maybe I'm missing something here. Maybe they were dating like a lot longer. It says, you know, they dated for a few months, 2012 and early 2013. I just feel like it's been a long time and it didn't seem like they dated for so long, but you know, they could have been dating secretly all this time. I don't know what the shit I'm talking about. They literally could have been dating this whole time and I would have no idea. You know, they could have been secretly in a romance, whatever. All I'm saying is that I will keep listening and keep sharing my thoughts. I shared all my initial thoughts on my Instagram when the album dropped. Um, they're gone now. So hopefully you got to see them. If not, feel free to share your thoughts with me. I'd love to chat Taylor with you. But I am switching gears now to her um, 
I wouldn't say arch nemesis, but someone who's always uh, kind of paired with her in a weird way, which is Mr. Kanye West and Mrs. Kim Kardashian West. So Kim was spotted with Kanye after the apology. By the way, we're in the midst of hot gossip right now. So get ready for it. I think I just went into Taylor. But you know, here we are celebrity moments. So Kanye apologized. If you need a breakdown of what happened, you can listen to my last podcast episode. And I break down Kanye's, you know, full Twitter meltdown and the way he spoke to Kim, blah, blah. So here's something that's interesting. So he tweeted a big apology. One line I say was I did not cover for her like she's covered for me, which is so true. Say what you will about Kim. But she has had Kanye's back, man. Like Kanye... I would say like Connie wants to jump off a cliff and she's like holding the rope to make sure he doesn't really like fall. But, you know, that is also prevalent to the fact that Connie wants to run for president. One of the most extreme things, you know, you can do not extreme in the way of jumping out of a plane, but extreme in kind of a career way. And, you know, she's trying to support him the best she can. You cannot say that Kim Kardashian West is not there or does not love Kanye, because you would not put up with that shit unless you love that person. So I, if you are someone who is here to shit talk on Kim Kardashian West, I am not in the mood. Like, I'll hear you out because I probably won't have a choice, but I just want you to know that you're wrong. Okay, leave Kim alone. Cheeseburger. Anyways, so what makes me so sad, and it's hard because I love celebrity gossip, of course, but there are pictures of the two of them in the car and Kim is you know it's almost she's crying so much it's almost not even her signature ugly cry because it's just like a different cry it looks just like a devastated broken down I've done everything that I can do I don't know what to do cry because to have your partner you know not basically slut shamer is what he did. And I'm not saying that it wasn't because he was like having a moment and that we should be really mean to him. I'm just saying that he basically said, my kids are never going to pose for Playboy, which in my mind is saying that, you know, your kids are, my kids are too good for that. My kids would never be that not classy. Like it's Playboy. So you get the connotations like he's basically saying, which is absolutely not true. I don't think that anyone, first of all, you shouldn't slut shame anybody. And second of all, you shouldn't slut shame someone for being in Playboy. That's bullshit. Fuck you. End of story. Anyways, so, you know, to have your husband, all these people hate her. No matter what she does, there are a whole world of people that hate her. And there should be one person in your life that's not, that stands by your side, does not hate you, does not shit on you. And that is your partner, whether it's your husband or wife that, or whoever, that is your partner. And they should have your back. And I'm sure that was just so stinking hard for Kim. So anyways, love Kim. I really think that we should all try our hardest to um, to be nice, to be nice to her. And uh, in some exciting news, you know, earlier I talked about Joe Jonas. Well, Sophie Turner has given birth to the next Jonas Babies. So excited about this. And it's really cute because I think there's a line. I don't want to butcher it, but there's a line in Taylor's songs where she says something like, I now send my ex's baby's presents. So people are kind of assuming that's about Joe and Sophie. And, you know, Sophie has has had mad love for Taylor this whole time. And I love 
you know, seeing them kind of interact and be cute and be friendly. And I like that Taylor, you know, it's that's it's not easy to be nice to an ex, by the way. It's not an easy thing. I mean, as I said, I haven't been dumped, but there have been men that have hurt me really bad. And it it it's a really weird thing to turn around and be friends with that guy again. And usually it happens because it's kind of forced upon you and you don't really have an, an option, but you know, your guard's kind of up, it's difficult, it's tricky and, you know, but it feels nice when it, when it happens and you're like, okay, so we're like, good, this feels good. You're not mad. I'm not mad. I mean, I'm never going to trust your ass again, but like, you know, we're in a good spot. Like I'd send your kid a present. So good for Taylor for getting to that moment and very big congratulations for Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas. Last little story of the day, which is very interesting. So Ellen DeGeneres is in a little bit of trouble, not her specifically, but her show. Numerous individuals are alleging that they were fired after medical leave or a bereavement and that they were subjected to favoritism. So they are doing a full internal investigation of these workplace complaints. I, I'm very interested to hear because there was a... Uh, is it Nikki Tutorials, I believe, does makeup. She had said that she went on the Ellen DeGeneres show and she wasn't like fully greeted the way she kind of thought she was going to be. She said that it was almost as if uh, you should be lucky that you're there. And I'm sure with the show that big, that's kind of how they treat their staff. But you know what? You can't treat people like shit in the workplace in this day and age and think that, you know, someone's not going to expose you and Twitter's not going to come for you. So I really, I don't love cancel culture per se. I like holding people accountable culture. And I'm into the fact that, you know, people, someone stood up and said enough's enough. And it always takes that one person to spark it. And I really hope that those people who work on that show because they work super hard, I hope, 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 hope that they are getting, you know, the support that they deserve. And I'm very interested to see what comes out about this. I also find it so fascinating when a story like this comes out about a show that talks about gossip in a way or like celebrity news, you know what I mean? So this is kind of a story that would have been covered on the Ellen show. That's why I find it so interesting. And I know it's weird. And maybe that's just me and in my brain that thinks that but I always just find it so fascinating uh, when something like that happens. And and now no one's going to be totally surprised. But I've got to do and I'm sorry, what about One Direction? Because my life is shattered by this. You guys, what the hell? So it's 10 years of One Direction. They're blowing it up. We're getting posts. Social gossip sites are running amok saying that there's going to be a reunion, blah, blah, blah. It's it's time. It's the day. I'm all excited and geared up to flex my biggest flex of meeting One Direction. I'm ready to spend my entire life savings on concert tickets in whatever place it's at. And we get nothing. Well, not nothing. We got a website. We got videos. We got everyone posting except Zane, which makes me sad, but whatever. You know, we, we got memories, but I was ready to make some new memories while honoring my old memories. 
and I'm very upset. Like, I'm sorry, what? You really built it up so high, so high for us to think that One Direction was coming back together. It was going to cure my lupus, cure my Crohn's. It was going to cure it all. It's going to cure coronavirus. It was really out here about to be this amazing thing. And no, nothing. I mean, not nothing. I don't want to be, I don't want to be, um, what's that word when people are like not thankful for what they have? I don't know. Someone's yelling it. Uh, I I don't want to be, the word's ungrateful, by the way. What's that word for things that are, uh, when you're not grateful? Ungrateful. Okay. I don't want to be ungrateful for the hard time and work that people went into building that website and making that video and doing all those fun things. But I just like, I don't know, you guys, I thought maybe we're going to get one song or like an interview with all of them together, like a Zoom call, like a reunion. I don't know. We got nothing. We got nothing. So I'm sorry what, but I really just don't build it up if you're not going to do something like that. And maybe by the time I post this podcast, we're going to get a surprise. It's it's happening. Actually, there was a concert listed for 20 end of 2020 in Australia for One Direction and then it was taken down. So, you know, that mistake is is not a fun mistake to make. Like if that mistake is not a, a real thing, then I I don't want it. Like I don't want to hear about it. Okay? So don't let me down. One Direction, please. I really um I need you. And the Taylor Swift album is definitely helping with the whole, you know, depression thing. But it's kind of just a soundtrack to my depression now. And um, I, I really need I really need a tour. So if if, if you do it for anyone, you know, please uh, do it for me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There are a lot more important people out there, Direction fans. But uh, wouldn't that be amazing if One Direction just came back? Anyways, it's a very strange week for me this week also because I should have been up at this amazing summer camp that I went to when I was a kid. And um, I've gone every year except for one since I was going into fourth grade. And, uh, you know, we had to cancel it. It's called Camp St. Andrews out of Saratoga. And we had to cancel it because of COVID, obviously. I mean, that's not safe to have that many kids running around and sleeping in the same cabin and all that stuff. So it feels really weird because it's also the only time I take a full week of work off. And it's also probably the only time I don't really look at social media or my phone. So it was kind of a reset. And the last time I didn't go is when I was living in Oregon. And and soon after that, I I quit and I was unemployed. So I kind of had a really long break to reset. And I really wasn't in a good emotional place to probably have even been able to handle camp in general. But, you know, it, it, it was really weird to be um, here and nothing really to look forward to. Not that like I don't love working, but it's just weird to not have kind of a break from the real world. And I don't know, I feel like I might have to go hibernate. I think the bears have it right. It's bears who hibernate, right? Yeah, the bears got it right on the whole hi- hibernation thing. I just feel like I'm missing my big reset. So I'm a little off the rocker, but I will ask that if you have social and you like seeing, you know, cute videos of campers just having the time of their lives and fun memories, uh, you can follow them at Camp St. Andrews and, you know, consider donating to send a kid to camp. Hopefully in 2020, I am so fucking ready to be done with COVID. I think everybody is. And I, I never thought we'd live through something like this. And I think it's hard because I don't know about everyone else, but I, I thought we were going to be done. 
And maybe it's because we keep watching movies and TV shows where shit like this happens, like really bad pandemics. And then it just takes one really smart doctor and his team of other smart people and they just kind of solve it really quickly. And in reality, that's just not how life works. And it's going to take a long time. And everyone's working so hard. And of course, thank you. If, if anyone who's working on a vaccine or doing anything important, <laughs> doctors, nurses are listening to this, you know, we thank you so, so much for, for doing whatever you can. And I, I hope that we're out of this soon because I can't stop questioning every move I make and being so scared to see my friends and do anything. And I'm sure a lot of you people are feeling the exact same way. So, you know, just really try to be kind to each other. Wear your goddamn mask. Don't forget that black lives fucking matter. Sign your petitions. Breonna Taylor's fucking killers are still not brought to justice. So please sign your petitions. Donate what you can. Do not close your eyes to the situation. I know I kind of jumped into this in a weird way, but I just, I cannot stop ending this podcast with the important messages that are going on right now. Like stay educated, share your posts. I, I learned so much from social media and please remember to love yourself. Take time for yourself. Believe in yourself. Start journaling. I love you guys. Okay. Bye.